I'm Pastor Gerald Rico, and this message is a part of our online ministry here at River of Life in Menominee, Wisconsin. To find out more about us, please visit our website, riveroflife.co. Again, that is riveroflife.co. But for now, prepare your heart and enjoy this message. Good morning and happy Thanksgiving. If you think it's a little strange that I'm wishing you a happy Thanksgiving, it's, you weren't here last week, it's, it's kind of an inside joke, but no, really the truth is we believe that every day should be Thanksgiving in the life of the believer, that we should be people who live lives of Thanksgiving. And so we need to be looking for ways to live this out every day. Now, I recognize it doesn't mean we'll do all the normal Thanksgiving traditions that we would do every day. I mean, what, maybe I should just stop and ask, what are some of your favorite Thanksgiving traditions? Cranberry sauce. Cranberry sauce, yes. Now, chunky or smooth? What? Oh, okay, we're not friends anymore, sorry. <laughs> That's okay, though. Uh, we, we, we can reconcile this. Uh, all right, anybody else? Macaroni and cheese. Oh, yeah. Uh, I like the southern-style stuff. Oh, that's, you know, when you're down in Georgia, real macaroni and cheese. Oh. Sweet potatoes. There you go. Leftovers. Leftovers. Awesome. What was that? Cornbread stuffing. Another good southern one there. Being with family. Thank you. Thank you. It's not all the food, is it? You know, right? So, yeah, being with family, even crazy Uncle Stu who wants to still pull your finger even though, you know, he's, you know, too old for that. But anyway, yeah, you know, we, we love being around the family. We love being around that stuff. Uh, maybe you like watching football. Maybe you, your tradition is to get up and watch the Macy Day Parade. Um, if that's not your tradition, you might want to consider it uh, this year. Uh, there's a chance you might see a, a Price family or two somewhere in the audience or actually in one of the processions. So uh, yeah, so kind of exciting about that. Uh, but yeah, uh, we have a lot of great traditions when it comes to Thanksgiving. And it, it should be a joyful time. But what I want to recognize here real quick is that not always is Thanksgiving a joyful expression. That though we should have hearts of Thanksgiving, part of Thanksgiving is giving thanks even when it's not easy. Even when the cranberry sauce isn't there. E- even when family does things that hurt us, even when it's difficult to say thank you to God. That, that we need to be the kind of people who believe in a God who is greater than the circumstances we find ourselves in. And, and so today, I want us to recognize that our thanksgiving is not dependent on the things around us, in that Our joy and our praise should come from something deep within us. And sometimes it requires a sacrifice. And so today I want to look at a special psalm that we find in the book of Psalms in the Old Testament. If you're not familiar with the book of Psalms, it is a a collection of songs that the ancient Israels used to sing. It would be a songbook, really. And They have a lot of different themes and a lot of different titles and and different meanings and different reasons why they're sung. Uh, But today's psalm is called a psalm of thanksgiving. And so we're going to read an entire chapter 
of the Bible. Are you ready to stand for the reading of an entire chapter? It's a really short chapter. It's okay. Why don't we stand for the reading of God's Word? Uh, uh, We are going to be looking at this idea of the sacrifice of praise, and today we're going to look at Psalm 100. We're going to read it out of the New Living Translation, and this is how it reads. A psalm of thanksgiving. Shout with joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him singing with joy. Acknowledge that the Lord is God. He made us and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. Go into his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good. His unfailing love continues forever, and his faithfulness continues to each generation. Let me pray for us this morning. God, we do thank you. We thank you for your word. We thank you for the truth that it contains. We thank you, Holy Spirit, for inspiring men and women throughout the ages to contribute to this great work. And we thank you that you are still using it to speak to us. So right now we submit ourselves to you, Holy Spirit, and we ask you to illuminate these these passages to us. That we would receive what you have for us this morning and that we could live in a way that brings glory to you every day. We thank you so much for what you're doing in this church, what you're doing in our lives. Help us to live every day as Thanksgiving as we internalize these truths today. As we pray this in your powerful name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, before you see it, why don't you wave to a person or two. Let them know that you are excited to be worshiping with them. Um, Maybe get that chunky versus smooth cranberry sauce debate going. I don't know. Maybe we need to leave that in the foyer. I don't know. But yeah. So we, we are definitely believers in this idea of Thanksgiving every day. But as I look at this passage, this is, this is a very interesting passage in that it was this, this concept of thanksgiving and, and bringing sacrifices and bringing praises. And so one of the things that I see in this is that there's three different ways that we can bring a sacrifice of praise to God. And so I want to look at those quickly and hopefully we can learn to use all of these in our lives. The first sacrifice of praise that I see is that we are to shout to the world. That we are to be people who shout the goodness of God to the world. And now when I say that, I, I want to I preface this. This doesn't mean you need to be one of those crazy street pe- preachers who just yells at people for no good reason. I mean, there, there was a guy, God bless him, I'm not really sure uh, what had happened to him, but he was uh, in the town in Missoula, Montana that uh, we spent a lot of time in. And he had some kind of disconnect at some point, and he would actually get a soapbox. Like, I don't know if it was a literal soapbox, but he had some kind of box that he'd put on street corners, and he would stand up on it. And he may have had a day where he was preaching to people, I don't know, but at one point in his life, it all kind of faded, and the only word he had left was burn. And so he would stand there at the street corner and go, burn, burn, burn. I'm like, okay, this, I'm ready to repent right now. How about you? You know, it's like, yeah, 
That, that's not the kind of shouting that I'm talking about. Like, I, 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 don't, I don't think we need to have that kind of shout. But I think it is a sacrifice of praise that we need to bring, that we need to be willing to share the goodness of God wherever we go. In, in verse 1, we read this, Shout with joy to the Lord, all the earth. This world was created to bring praise to God. And we recognize one of the reasons why we need to go out is because the world isn't praising him. Every one of us owe our breath to our creator. And there are so many people who don't even acknowledge he is real. Don't even acknowledge. They, they believe they have created their worlds by their own images. They've believed that they've had the ability to form their will in their lives, not realizing they are borrowing his breath. They are taking from his strength that he has lent them. And so we need to be a people who shout to the world, who let them know. And maybe the simplest way we can shout to them is simply being people of thanksgiving. That when they see us walking through the same stuff that they're walking through, and yet we have a joy or we have a confidence. As we've walked through these last two years, one of the things that it's done for us is it's put us all on the same plane. Never in history, or at least not in my lifetime, have we had an event where all of us feel the same things, are dealing with the same issues, are struggling with the same concerns. Now, obviously, all of us have different outpourings of that and different ways in which we, we, we walk through that. And some of us admittedly have more severe issues that we're dealing with. But I think all of us can sympathize with each other during this time in a way that maybe we haven't had before. And if in the middle of it, we could be people of praise. We could be people who are excited for what God's doing, even when he's not doing what we want him to do. I think that shouts louder than standing up in front of them and telling them to burn. Like, like there, there, there's a sermon you can preach simply by being someone who loves God boldly and loves God out loud to the people around you. And so we, that's the first sacrifice I think we need to make. And I realize it's difficult and it's hard. And, and, but what I want to tell you is that we are living in a time where people have been more ready that, for this than we could imagine. Like, I've had more spiritual conversations over the last few months here in Menominee than I probably have had in the previous seven years. Like, people are willing to talk to you. We, we've been trying to bring praise and, and give thanksgiving wherever we go, and Anna and I have had opportunities to talk to store clerks and, and cashiers and waitresses and waiters, and they're just, they're, they're hungry for knowing more about what God would have for their lives. Not all of them. Some of them still do the good Wisconsin. I'm fine. I'm good. You don't need to pray for me. But more and more, as I have had that opportunity, people are like, yeah, could you please pray for this? Could you please? I just, this week, a girl said, we've lost a lot of people in my family the last two years. Could you please be lifting us up? I mean, she doesn't know me from anybody, but because I offered prayer, she was willing. So 
it can be uncomfortable, but I'm telling you right now, I think we are in a prime time to be sharing the goodness of our God in ways that people are more willing to receive it than maybe we've seen in the past. So that's, that's one thing that we need to do, one sacrifice we need to do. Another sacrifice that I believe we need to bring is we need to sing to the worshipers. That's one of the reasons why we like to sing songs around here. Because we think it's important to sing. And it's not just for us or for you. It's for all of us. And as I was preparing this message, I was reminded how weird it is that we all get up here and we stand together and we sing. I want to ask you, where else do you feel comfortable standing up and singing with complete strangers? Now, I mean, not all of us are strangers here, but anytime you go into a church service, even if it's your first time, you can walk in with strangers and worship. Where else can you do something like that? Maybe at Applebee's when someone has to sing those annoying birthday songs, maybe you'll sing along with everybody for that, right? You know, and you wait for them to spit all over their cake, and yeah, can I have some of that? Yeah, uh, Maybe that's not COVID-friendly anymore. I don't know. But, but yeah, or, or the other option might be you go to a baseball game, and by the seventh inning, most of the people around you have had a beer or two in them, and, and they're all ready to get up and sing, take me out to the ball game with a bunch of complete strangers. But other than that, church is the only time where we gather together and sing. Whether or not we know the person sitting next to us, we were made to worship. And the thing is, you don't know how difficult the week was for the person sitting the next seat over from you. You don't know the kind of things that they've been walking through over these last two years. But when you choose to bring the sacrifice of worship, you're not just filling your own heart, which I hope you are. You're also combining your heart with the person next to you. And together, we sing so that we can encourage one another, so we have the strength to go back out and continue these sacrifices of praise. In verse 2, we read them telling the worshipers, Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before Him singing with joy. I mean, this is a command that when you're coming to worship God, we're doing it with singing. We're doing it with gladness. That it may, We may, may not feel glad walking in the doors, but we are choosing let God's goodness flow over us and we're leaning on the praises of the people next to us to draw us closer to him. In verse 3 we read, acknowledge that the Lord is God. He made us and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. We worship together to remind ourselves we belong to God. We're his. This is about Him. It's not about river of life. It's not about anything else but Him. And so we come together and we worship because we have a God who is worthy of it. And we belong to Him. We, he deserves our praises. And that's why we worship together to remind ourselves of that. And so that's one of the sacrifices we bring, that we choose to worship even when we don't feel like worshiping because the people around us need it. And even if you came in here joyful, thank you, because you are helping some of us who may not be there. So let's be people who continue to bring that sacrifice continually 
on Sunday mornings, continually throughout the week. Find ways to get together and worship with other people. And let's let this be something that's contagious, uh, an act of thanksgiving. So not only do I want you to shout to the world, not only do I want you to sing to the worshipers, I also want you to sacrifice to the way. I, I don't know if I've ever spent significant time looking at the title of a psalm. Like when you look at the book of Psalms, several of them have titles. Several of them will say something like, a psalm of David, or a psalm of Asaph. Or it will say, this is a song of ascent. Or this one is a song at this time when David was hiding in the wilderness and pretended to be crazy. You know, it's like, there, there's all these different titles. But Psalm 100 has a unique title. It calls itself a psalm of thanksgiving. It's the only one of 150 songs we find in the book of Psalms that calls itself a psalm of thanksgiving. We recognize why some of them have different titles. The songs of ascent are believed to be songs that they sang on their way up to Jerusalem. Like every few months they were required to go back to Jerusalem to bring sacrifices, to be a part of different festivals. And these songs of ascent were songs that they were supposed to be singing because Jerusalem was set up on a hill. And so as they were ascending the city, they were singing these songs. And there's been different commentaries that I've read that give different ideas about why this one is called a psalm of thanksgiving. Some people point to the fact that it says that you enter his gates with this song, that this might have been the last song you sang right before you entered in to bring your sacrifice. That you've been singing all of these other songs along the way, but on the last journey of the way you're entering in. Other commentaries I've read have said something to the effect of that this was the song that was saying specifically when you're coming to bring a praise offering. Because there was different offerings that you could bring. Some of them were required like a sin offering. You were required to bring a sin offering every year. But the praise offering was voluntary. But it still required you to sacrifice something. And so this might have been the psalm that they sang on the way in. And so on the way, they were bringing their sacrifice and they were singing this praise. So again, we don't know exactly how it was used, but I like the idea that as they were on their way, they were bringing their sacrifice. It was in tow with them often. And as they were going into their gates to, to praise God for good times, for bad times, for whatever reason they were praising God, it was with these words in their mouths. They were saying, I will enter his gates with thanksgiving. I will go into his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. So, what I see here is that they were reminding themselves on their way in to give their sacrifice. We're doing this because we praise God. We do this because we're thankful. Whether we're going in for a good reason or whether we're going in 
or a bad reason. Something difficult or something joyful. We're still going to go in with thanksgiving. Last week I kind of challenged us that we would be people who choose joy, even when it's not easy. And I ended up hearing a couple of different interviews by this amazing woman named Yomi Park. She is a North Korean who escaped from North Korea when she was 13 years old. She admits that growing up in North Korea, one of her biggest dreams, one of her biggest goals in life was that she would be able to get an entire loaf of bread and be able to eat it all to herself. That that was her highest aspiration in life up to age 13. When she was 13, she was able to come across some people who said, we can get you out of North Korea. There's food over here. There's plenty over here. And so she believed them and ended up getting stuck in a human trafficking ring over in China. Then, through different circumstances, was able to escape that, get into South Korea. She gave an amazing speech to this world summit and got a full-ride scholarship to Columbia University. Yeah. And so she comes over here to the States, and she's learning, and people are talking about oppression and talking about how, how terrible our country is and how you know, oppressive this, this culture we live in is right now. And she would, she'd push back against her professors, and she'd push back against her classmates and saying, that's not what I see here. And like, well, you just don't understand oppression. <laughs> what? So, so anyway, I mean, she, but when you watch her interviews, she exudes joy. And, and she, she once said, when you have so little, just the smallest thing can make you happy. And so one of the interviewers was pushing back and like, you've gone through all of these terrible things and you're still happy? And she said, how can you not be? You make a decision. I am going to be happy. You make the decision. It's it's something we do. That's part of the sacrifice. You may not feel like being happy. You may not feel like choosing joy. You may not feel like coming before him with thanksgiving. But it's a decision. It's that sacrifice. We're not bringing animals in anymore. We're bringing our brokenness. And we're saying, I don't know what you can do with this, God, but I'm choosing to worship you right now. I'm choosing to lift you up in the midst of this difficult circumstances. And they worshiped along the way. They sacrificed along the way. We worship and we sacrifice to the way. Because Jesus said, you don't have to go that route to get to God anymore. I am the route. And so when we bring our sacrifices of praise, we bring them to Jesus. Jesus told his disciples, they were confused. They're like, we don't know how to follow you. We don't know where you're going. We don't know the way. And Jesus said, I am the way. I'm the truth. I'm the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. So we are people who we sacrifice to him. We give our sacrifices of praise to him. And the writer of Hebrews actually brings this out pretty clearly in Hebrews 13 and verse 15. 
He says, therefore, let us offer through Jesus a continual sacrifice of praise to God, proclaiming our allegiance to his name. He's saying, we got to be people who are continually going to him and saying, I'm going to worship whatever I'm walking through. Whatever I am stepping through, I'm going to worship because I'm not doing it because I feel like it. I'm doing it because of who he is. I love what Jack Hayford, Pastor Jack Hayford, said about this verse. He said, it is by him, in him, with him, to him, and for him that we offer our sacrifice of praise to God. Praise will never be hindered when we keep our focus on him, the founder and completer of our salvation. I know sometimes it's hard to get in here and praise. I know sometimes it's hard to be at home and going through a difficult season and praise. But Jack, Pastor Jack reminds us our praise will never be hindered when we choose to focus on him, when we sacrifice to that way. And then the author of Hebrews goes on to say, and don't forget to do good and share with those in need. These are the sacrifices that please God. One of the things that we can do if we want to continue to live in this feeling of thanksgiving, in this sense of, I want to be thankful, is that we give away what we've been given. We've been given so much, and we need to be people who say, I'm going to give this to God. I'm going to hand my pain over to Him, and then I'm going to take the good things He pours into my life, and I'm going to give them away to others. That's why we do what we do as a church. And so we do that because of the way. We do this because of who He is. We do this because of how great our God is. As we read in verse 5, For the Lord is good. His unfailing love continues forever. And his faithfulness continues to each generation. Maybe you don't see his faithfulness right now, but recognize it continues. It might take generations. It might take longer than we want, but we trust in it. And we don't thank God And we don't live in thanksgiving because it's the day on a calendar or because our circumstances make us feel like giving thanks. We are people of thanksgiving every day. Thanksgiving flows from who God is. It flows from who he is, not the calendar, not our circumstances. It flows from his goodness. And we bring our sacrifices because sometimes that's exactly what it is, a sacrifice because we realize he's the one who's able to redeem it and draw us to himself. So I want to encourage you, continue to be people of thanksgiving. And if you haven't already, I want to challenge you to be a part of our 21 days of thanksgiving challenge. I'm, I'm asking you to do two simple things for the next 21 days. Maybe you've already started and that's, that's fine. So you've only got 14 days. Maybe like us, you you started and you missed a day or two. That's okay. We we believe in grace around here. You you can restart. You can can pick it back up right where you left off and and continue the 21 days forward. But over these next 21 days, and if if today's day one, let today be day one and move forward from here. But I want you to do this weekly. I want you to write at least one thank you letter. 
just actually putting pencil to page and saying thank you to someone for something. I mean, as we mentioned last week, you could be like uh, George H.W. Bush and thank Frito-Lays for the pork rinds or, or, or whatever is on your heart. It can be something simple. It could be something profound. But you'll be amazed what happens when you actually give expressions of thanks that are tangible that people can hold on to. It's a little more, it feels a little more permanent than just a text or even just saying thank you. Although you should say thank you. Find, find reasons to do that too. The other thing I want to challenge you to do is that daily you would write down one thing. Write one thing down on a piece of paper. Again, don't type it. Don't think it. Actually write it down. There is power in writing things down. When you write down, your brain actually slows down. Because your brain is saying, whatever is about to go on this piece of paper is important. And so take a moment. Even if you throw the page of paper away when you're done. Just take out a a piece of paper somewhere and write down one thing you're thankful for every day. And then I want to give you a bonus. I want to challenge you to text in one of those things. Or it could be something completely different. But text in at least one thing that you're thankful for this week. And to incentivize you, we're going to give away one free movie ticket to someone who said thank you or, or showed us what they were thankful for this week. Uh, she's not here this morning, but Abby won this week's thankfulness challenge. And so you have two opportunities to, to win a ticket this morning, actually. If you filled out your digital connect card by texting the River to that and you filled that out, you're automatically in a drawing for today. And then On Saturday, I'm going to pick someone who actually texted in a thank you or what they were thankful for, and we're going to to put that person's name in in a drawing, and they'll win another ticket. So you can win tickets that way, but hopefully you're doing it more because you want to build that discipline. And I hope it's not something you just do for 21 days. I hope it's something that you start doing and you keep doing because the science out there says if you keep doing it, it keeps working. And you begin to change the way your brain thinks. You begin to change the way you process the world around you because you're looking for reasons to be thankful. How amazing would that be if everybody in, that, in this room right now had that kind of an attitude that I'm going to choose to be thankful. I'm going to look for reasons to be thankful today. It, it takes a sacrifice, but it's worth it. So we're going to continue to be people of Thanksgiving. I'm going to invite the worship team up And we're going to sing one more song. And as they're coming up, I recognize there might be some of you in this room or maybe online and you don't know Jesus. And you've not accepted the path that we've been given to get to God through him. I want to give you an opportunity right now to accept Jesus and choose that sacrifice of praise. And so if that's you, I'm going to ask everyone just quietly bow Bow your heads, close your eyes. And if that's you, I want to invite you to pray a simple prayer. If you're online, you can pray this with us. As I say every week, you don't have to use my words. You can use your own. You don't have to say this out loud. You can say this in the quietness of your heart. But I encourage you to pray something like this. Say, dear Jesus, I believe in you. I believe that you died for me. And I believe that God rose you from the dead. 
I'm sorry for my sins, for my mistakes. Today, I choose to turn away from my old life. And I choose to follow you. Holy Spirit, fill me. Give me the strength to follow Jesus every day. God, I want this new life. Thank you for the new life you've given me. You have all of mine. As I pray this in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, please come talk with us. We're going to have some prayer partners going around the room. You can, you can pray with them about anything, but if you made that decision, please let one of them know. But yeah, if you need prayer for something, come find one of our prayer partners. But all of us, let's walk out of here choosing the sacrifice of praise. That we, we are going to shout to the world. We are going to sing to the worshipers right now. We are going to sacrifice to the way to Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. And we are going to be people who continually bring praises to him. So with that, I, I want to invite you to stand. And we're going to sing one more song. If you need to slip out, you're free to do that. But for us who are here to worship, let's, let's take a moment and just worship God. Lift him up and thank him for what he has done.